Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show on our Twitter timeline, also on Instagram and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, if you've been injured in a car wreck, call them 800-800-4600. So, Zach, uh, the injury report yesterday, a lot of the same type of names on the Titans injury report. Uh, and that's Zach Cunningham with the elbow. Uh, the good thing at Monty Rice is back. Ola Daney uh, out again yesterday uh, and some others. But Amani Hooker was back from concussion protocol to be limited in practice, which is a great step, as well as Monty Rice making his first practice uh, after being uh, elevated and activated to return uh, from IR. But Traylon Burks out from practice yesterday with a toe injury. It was reported earlier in the week, Zach, and we've got this via Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, where Traylon Burks says uh, he had a turf toe uh, in that foot that he hurt against Indy, no surgery necessary, just rehab, but Burks will miss some time. So we expect him to miss this Washington game. Then there's the bye week. Then the Colts come to Nashville, but you got to win this game at Washington. I had six games for the Titans on the schedule that were got to wins. Well, they already lost one of my six got to wins against the New York Giants. So they can't afford to drop another one against Washington and somebody else is going to have to step up on this offense. Yeah, and that was, you know, the concern going into this season is who is going to rise to the occasion and rise to the top. Now we're really going to find out, right? We're going to not be able to see Traylon Burks for a period of time. The The turf toe injury is going to linger. That thing's not going to go away all season. So you hope that it doesn't affect his explosiveness and his playmaking ability that is one of the reasons why they drafted him in the first rounds. Look, injuries occur, so you can't get upset. We saw that a lot last year with this Titans roster and this team and this offense in particular. So, you know, they were able to win games with some lesser players. They're going to have to do that again. I think the the hard part is, you know, here's the good part. The good news is, is you found that Robert Woods is a reliable resource. You know what you have in Derrick Henry. So those are two pieces. You traded for Robert Woods. And he is a, a good quality number two wide receiver. Your number one wide receiver is not going to come back here in the next couple of weeks or however long the turf toe actually keeps him out as he was in a boot and crutches right after it happened in Indy. But other guys that are just not as talented, they just aren't, as first-round picks or guys like Robert Woods or Derrick Henry, they're going to have to impact this offense in a positive way. And we've picked out four guys in particular, but we, we I think the hard part, Austin, is through training camp, I think we saw glimpses of some of these players do really, really well. And then the season hit, and look, Josh Gordon is Josh Gordon. You've heard my opinion on Josh Gordon. Kyle Phillips has been dealing with injuries. 
Austin Hooper has been dealing with injuries, so let's let's recognize that. But yeah, his ability within this offense hasn't been great. And then you've got NWI, who look he he's he's been a part of this group, and he's been the most experienced wide receiver you know, that went into training camp. Has been a part of this organization, but he's just not a consistent player. You know, zero catches and zero targets against in Indy. Big time players don't get those type of numbers. So yeah, and that's something's got to change. Yeah, with NWI, I mean, the week before against the Raiders, he had three big catches that all converted first downs, and and those were big catches for the Titans to be able to win that that Raiders game, and then did not show up in the stat sheet uh, against the Colts. So uh, let's hear from Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill was asked about uh, Traylon Burks and what they're going to miss. Uh, and not having Traylon Burks potentially for uh, a period of time. And then he had a follow-up question about one of these four options that we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, Traylon's obviously a tough guy to replace, but um, gives other guys opportunities. So, you know, whoever ends up stepping in there for us uh, and getting a bigger role uh, was going to have to come up, come up huge for us. So, you know, we have big, strong physical receivers who can um, use their size and um, strength to, to create some space. So we're going to have to do that moving forward. Going with uh, your relationship with Josh in terms of getting him up to speed and where you want him to be part of this? Yeah, Josh has been out here for a few weeks now, so uh, I think he's learning, you know, as we go forward, and we'll continue to try to do that, you know, including this week. So Josh Gordon, uh, follow-up question by Terry McCormick there, Zach. So let's go ahead and ask this question to get everybody involved here. And the question's pretty simple. Is it who steps up? Who needs to show out, really, who will show out against the Washington Commanders, Austin Hooper, Josh Gordon, NWI, or is it Kyle Phillips? Who will show out to step up for the Titans offense against the Commanders, Austin Hooper, Josh Gordon, NWI, or Kyle Phillips? But first, Zach, tell everybody uh, about our great friends uh, at Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Whether it's the Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, they have you hooked up with your perfect make and model. You've just got to go find it and find it online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Or you can take the quick trip down I-40 exit 236 and test drive one of these vehicles. We love Wilson County Hyundai. They've been a great sponsor for years now. Payne Bone is family-owned and operated. Payne Bone owns Wilson County Hyundai and his staff, will make sure that you have a great experience at a great price. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Also, don't forget, download the BetMGM app, and it's a great time to do it because you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 when you use our code ATOZ Sports. So it's pretty easy right there. You download the BetMGM app, plug in that code ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit and their first bet on pro football risk-free up to a thousand bucks. So check that out today. Zach, the question we're asking here is who will step up for the Titans in the place of the injured Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper, Kyle Phillips, NWI, Josh Gordon. What's the chat saying this morning? Hey, I'll let you go to the chat real quick. All right. I'll do that. Appreciate that. Uh, but let's go to the chat. Uh, Hot Doobie says NWI uh, got to show up. Uh, Stanley says NWI don't need anything crazy. Just need someone to convert first downs. Pauly D says Kyle Phillips. We've seen what NWI can do already. The tight ends stay in the block, which is not a bad comment because Austin Hooper and Jeff Swaim have been called on to block a lot more. Uh, Sean says it's time for NWI again. Kevin says 
Uh, they're going to elevate Dez instead of Josh Gordon. The wide receiver depth sucks. I don't think Dez Fitzpatrick is anywhere close to having an opportunity uh, here. So uh, Brian says, seriously, get real. It's none of them. None of them are going to step up uh, for the injured Traylon Burks. Josh Brown says, Phillips will have 70-plus yards in his opinion. Uh, Edward says, Kyle will always be available. I want to see Josh uh, to see what he has left in the tank. Uh, Brian goes off the board with Chig. will show out on Sunday. Deshaun Washington says NWI. Uh, it says, you remember, you cannot spell win without NWI from Zach Goodman. Um, Anthony also says none of them. None of them have made any significant impact this far. I, I disagree. I think NWI uh, helped them win that Raiders game with three big catches to convert first downs, a couple of them on third and longs uh, against the Raiders. So they had that. And then Lucas brings up, how about Dontrell Hilliard? And I, I think that's an interesting point, and, and I'll toss it over to you. Dontrell Hilliard, a, a few times this season, has helped the Titans get out of a bad spot when it's come to a third and long or uh, scoring touchdowns uh, in against the Giants, too. So Dontrell Hilliard could be an option. But when you're trying to replace Traylon Burks, you have to focus on the full-time pass catchers, which are the four guys we have today. Yeah, you can't do check down, screen down central to replace Traylon Burks, and right. that's what Hilliard, you know, and he had a great game against the Giants, impactful with two touchdowns. I think it. I think this is it's a simple answer, and I think it can elevate and evolve the offense. And it's Austin Hooper. They've got to use their tight ends. A little sprinkle of Chig, and we saw that against Indianapolis. They have the routes and they have the plays for the tight end, but Austin Hooper needs to utilize what he was doing, you know, back in his Atlanta days, early in his Cleveland days before he got cut. There's a reason why he got the big $40 million contract is because he was a good tight end with the Atlanta Falcons. He got that contract with the Cleveland Browns, and this is kind of the reemergence of Austin Hooper to see what kind of player he is with the Titans. But that's, I think, the connection at tight end will help the other wide receivers. Defenders need to know that they have to defend. And here's the difficult part about Austin Hooper that you have to weigh. He has to block more because of Taylor Lewan's injury. I think that's a fact. I don't think that but you got i mean he has so many he has so much more ability than just blocking you've got to find a way and this goes on Todd Downing to draw up plays whether you can chip and then catch a a, a ball over the middle whether they're seam routes whether they're quick out routes that he can break a tackle with his big body to get up field and get a first down you're going to have to draw up plays for Austin Hooper while also helping him at the line of scrimmage to help your offensive line. But mine's Austin Hooper. And and honestly, Austin, you and Sam influenced this answer with your reporting from training camp. I mean, it, it, you, you said the connection was I, real. I believe yeah. it was, but Showtime started and it hadn't been real. So, again, if you asked me coming out of training camp, What's the thing you're most confident in about the entire Titans team? Like the entire damn team. Like offense, defense, special teams, everything. I would have said Austin Hooper is going to be a big part of the offense. And I think you could go around to a bunch of different media members. I know Sam's talked about this. Buck's talked about this on primetime and on radio and a bunch of other people because 
I mean, we saw it. Everybody that was there was watching that Austin Hooper was involved with Ryan Tannehill every day. And it was every day when Tannehill needed something, Austin Hooper was a reliable option to get open, catch the football, and make a play. And it just has not translated. I'm, I'm like befuddled at how that has been a trans. It was, it's such a gap of one to the other. It's like not, it's such a huge drop off from one to the other. And I think the problem with it is the tackles one NPF being a rookie. And then also, uh, Lawan's injury. Second, the Titans viewing Jeff Swaim as their best blocking tight end. Which, I, mean, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, he might be the best of bad, but I thought Austin Hooper was a better block blocker than what Jeff Swaim has showed us in his career. But that is stolen snaps away from Austin Hooper because they feel like they have to have a blocking tight end on the field, and Swaim's that guy, and so that's limited him to just playing. 37, 40% of the snaps in Indianapolis. And so it is confusing on why that's uh, he's been such a lack of having an impact. But I think when you're answering this question, because what does Traylon Burks do? What is, what is that role of Traylon Burks supposed to do in this offense? It's a yak guy. It's a down the field and explosive position. And if you look at, all four of these guys, I mean, nobody's explosive down the field. And Josh Gordon was in 2013, but it's 2022. <laughs> and yeah. so where's your, where's your explosive player that can make plays after the catch? And I'm going to answer my question, but I want us to hear Ryan Tannehill talk about Burks again and, and really about what he says in his answer. Yeah. Traylon's obviously a tough guy to replace, but, um, Gives other guys opportunities. So, you know, whoever ends up stepping in there for us uh, and getting a bigger role uh, was going to have to come up, come up huge for us. So, you know, we have big, strong physical receivers who can um, use their size and um, strength to, to create some space. So we're going to have to do that moving forward. How's this thing going with uh, your relationship with Josh in terms of getting him up to speed and where you want him to be part of this? Yeah, Josh has been out here for a few weeks now. So uh, I think he's learning, you know, as we go forward. And we'll continue to try to do that, you know, including this week. So with Tannehill's answer, he talks about big body wide receiver. And so, you know, you can rule out Kyle Phillips. He's my size, uh, 5'11", 190-ish or something, right? So then you've got NWI and Josh Gordon. I don't think it's time for Josh Gordon. Again, Tannehill said he's only been around here for a few weeks. And because of the tackle situation, the overall blocking situation, Austin Hooper is not the person to replace Traylon Burke. So the only answer is NWI. It's Nick Westbrook-Akine. He is the guy because he is who they trust when it block, when it comes to blocking in the run game. And he is who they trust, the Titans coaching staff, that is, to be able to do every job they ask the receivers to do. So the answer here is NWI has to be the guy to step up to fill the void for Traylon Burks being out, Zach. This is not a traditional offense, though. Like, we're and, – and to be honest, it was unfair. I, I, now I've kind of realized this now that we've seen Traylon Burks and seen a little bit more. It was completely un, unfair to think, even have the notion, that Traylon Burks could be Justin Jefferson. I, I, I will sit here and say, man, that was stupid. That was dumb. 
Well, yeah. The offense was not going to be indicative, but that's what you drafted. Like, A.J. Brown could be Justin Jefferson because of his body type, his skill set, the ability of Yak. But Traylon Burks, because of the offense, there was no way that he was either going to get the targets or the opportunity, and now injury (laughs) has uh, occurred, and, you know, he's he's not going to be that. And it's disappointing, but I don't even know if Traylon Burks was healthy what he would actually be. Again, we've seen a little bit of him, so I I have a little taste. I don't have a full bite, so I don't want to diagnose Burks altogether. But we, I think a lot of Titans fans were hoping that that could be his ceiling. That is far from his ceiling. I think to ask what Traylon Burks wasn't even going to do as being like a downfield threat and all this other, you know, highlight reel, I'm, that's why I'm focusing on Hooper because I'm focusing what the offense represents. And the offense represents play action, just go to the open guy to, to for space because of the tomfoolery of Derrick Henry. And we're not going to see the big plays that we saw in 2020. That was a different offensive coordinator, a different team, a different offense, and a 2,000-yard rusher. And so that's why I went with Hooper, because I thought it was more realistic for him to get catches, reliability, experience, and knowledge of the offense that I just think he's intelligent. That's why I say knowledge of the offense, that he can get open. I trust Hooper more than I do a rookie in Kyle Phillips, Josh Gordon off of the streets, and NWI who has a low ceiling. Yeah, I again, but they're not the Titans are so weird with how they handle and divvy up their snaps. And you know, Chickaconquo stepped up big against Indy, though, right? <clears throat> and so he had 13 snaps on offense, but caught three passes for 38 yards and had a touchdown. That was a big deal. And then he had the game icing, game winning catch and first down conversion at the end and on his 13th snap. So Austin Hooper only played a little bit more snaps than what Chig played against Indianapolis. It's just about what they want to do. And the thing that I, I'm so confused about, and maybe we're just waiting for this, uh, because I, I did see somebody commented saying that the Titans just don't throw the ball. Oh, honky-tonk. They just don't attempt deep throws. They don't because I don't know if they trust their tackles and some of their other offensive line to hold up for deep throws. And they don't have anybody without Burks who is just a lineup and run by you receiver. And so Austin Hooper, I saw in training camp running so many quick seam vertical routes that he would catch 15 yards down the field and that Tannehill throws that ball really well but they don't trust the offensive line enough to hold up for that type of play. And so I think it's going to have to be NWI, but there is, there is a wrinkle to the Josh Gordon situation that is interesting. And I don't know how the Titans feel about it, but Josh Gordon fits the big body, right? He's the big body physical receiver that Ryan Tannehill was talking about. We have seen Josh Gordon be explosive in his career, probably the most recent was 2018 when he had a a pretty solid season overall with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. But where is Josh Gordon 
And how does he fit in with this wrinkle for the Titans here real quick? Let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Guys, we have a Doc Talk segment coming up uh, today at 12.15 Central Time with Dr. Durr, who is a foot specialist, and we're going to learn a lot about turf toe. You know, Ian Rappaport said that uh, rehab is necessary and no surgery needed. What, what type of grade of turf toe uh, doesn't require surgery and what type of rehab do you do on top of rest? So we're going to learn a lot about turf toe and Traylon Burks in the timeline. Uh, the Titans have not put him on injured reserve yet, which could be an interesting sign. So doc talk segment with Dr. Durr of the bone and joint Institute coming up 12, 15 PM central time today on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So check us right there. And don't forget whenever you get hurt in life, bone and joint Institute, bone and joint TN.org. Bet MGM. We are powered by them, and you should be powered by them as well on your phone. Download the app today. Bet MGM. They're hooking you up. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users for pro football. That's up to $1,000. Download the app and use the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ SPORTS. All one word, no spaces in the promo code tab. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. That's Bet MGM. All right, so this wrinkle about Josh Gordon is he's still in the practice squad. He's not on the active roster. And he has been elevated uh, for the normal game day elevations twice against the Buffalo Bills and also against the Raiders. Josh Gordon was elevated to the game day uh, roster on a normal elevation. So the Titans, according to NFL rules, can only elevate Josh Gordon from the practice squad to the game day active roster one more time this season. If they do it one more time, then the next time Josh Gordon can play in a game is if he's signed to the active roster. So has Josh Gordon been a part of the franchise long enough? And has he done enough in a month of practice to earn a extra elevation to then see if they need to move him and add him full time or if they're just going to keep him on the practice squad and stash him there in an actual break glass in case of emergency. Because Caleb says, one more time, and then you have Racy back. I mean, you or everybody who says, oh, they're going to have Racy back. Like, you have no idea. Because Mike Vrabel said on Monday that he doesn't expect Racy McMath or Elijah Molden to practice this week and doesn't have a timeline on that. So, yeah, they're eligible to come back and practice, but that doesn't mean they're healthy enough to. Monty Rice started that yesterday, so that's a good thing. And when you come off IR, you have a 21-day window of practicing before you're activated. And so the racing math thing, like keep that in your back pocket. Don't worry about it. But you've got one more chance to elevate Josh Gordon, and if you think Traylon Burks is going to need at least two weeks, why not use it now against Washington to see if Josh Gordon can do something in a game to help you before you go into the bye week, you learn more about Traylon Burks and his injury status, and then see what things look like coming out of Indianapolis. Yeah, I think the the big thing to that, and that makes a lot of sense, is how serious is Burks, right? What is the doctor's diagnosis of this turf toe? If he's sitting there saying it's going to be a month, then you're in a different situation. There's an opportunity for him to come back against Indy after the bye, then I think what you just said makes a lot of sense. Josh Gordon is Josh Gordon. Like, I think he's damn near close to washed. Now, 
the opportunity, the reason why he was signed last year with the Chiefs because of COVID and Tyree Kill, and there's a situation where he got the opportunity. Now he's getting a dipper opportunity with the Titans because of an injury. As you said, Austin, he's had a month in the building. He should be able to learn what plays he needs to make. And ultimately, he is a physical, big-body wide receiver that should, and I don't know if can, but should be able to just go up and outman guys and win battles, one-on-one battles against lesser corners or shorter corners. I don't know how much Ryan Tannehill trusts Josh Gordon, and I think that's what they're having to assess. All of the detail that you mentioned does come into play because they're they're playing the practice squad game in which you can. I mean, you see a lot of teams, they played the IR game last year. The NFL fixed the rules this year, right? Now it's four weeks. The bye doesn't count. All of these different situations. I just don't believe that Josh Gordon... He's probably last on my list. He will be my biggest surprise out of these four that we've talked about. I'll tell you this. I would have said Kyle Phillips if he was healthy, but he's not healthy. He is dealing with something. And I think that's hindering his ability, obviously, as a rookie. He had a great two-minute drill against the Giants, but he hurt his shoulder that has, again, hindered his his maturation process as a rookie, Kyle Phillips would be my pick because I believe in the trust. I've seen it on game day. He makes the most sense. I think, you know, the, the Renfro connection uh, is, is funny. He needs to get a little bit more playing time. That's why I went with more experience than rookiness in Kyle Phillips. But Josh Gordon, I just think he's washed. I, I, I think he... 2013 is a long, long time ago. Oh, and again, 2018 is a long time ago. And, and football years, <laughs> four years is a long time. God. And 2018, the guy, yeah, 2018, the guy had nearly 800 yards. I mean, what would you give right now for 800 yards for a receiver? I mean, for the Titans, that would be a legitimate ad. But that was, again, four years ago, back in 2018. So let's do this because... You, you, you made it interesting. We haven't talked a lot about Kyle Phillips today because nobody really picked him here. How would you rank these? Because you said you had Austin Hooper first. I had NWI first. You said you had Josh Gordon last. I agree. I think Josh Gordon's last out of this. So where do you put NWI and Kyle Phillips? So I go, and, what do you ex- and what do you expect from these guys? Because somebody's got to step up. Like if we remember, Traylon Burks went out of that game uh, in like the, what, the second half? And then the Titans offense was already doing nothing in the second half. And the passing game had zero juice. They only had 28 yards of offense in the second half, which is terrible. Uh, so what do you think about, um, about where they're at here? here? Here is probably my scenario. Is if Brian Tannehill has, and I don't usually, and it's not smart to do math on air, but I think I can do it. Okay. If Brian Tannehill has 200 yards passing, I think Robert Woods should have about 70. I'm not expecting him to get to 100, but about 70. I think my next guy in line is Austin Hooper with about 30. And then you've got got Kyle Phillips, I think right around that 30 mark. I think Kyle Phillips, and and he could get over there, but that's kind of where I'm at there. And then you've got Pepper, right? You've got the Pepper is 
Chig, maybe Josh Gordon for 12 yards, one catch. You've got uh, NWI, maybe 15 or so yards. So the rest is made up to get to that 200 yards receiving with the secondary guys. But this is going to be a committee game. It's a committee offense. They, again, A.J. Brown's gone. He is your number one guy that can bust out for a buck 45. You don't have that on the roster. I think Robert Woods' ceiling for a singular game is probably 115 to 120. I think that's a really stellar game from Robert Woods. But you're going to have to make up the rest. You don't have any game busters. The only game buster you got is either Hilliard out of the backfield because of a busted coverage and bad defensive play or Derrick Henry that is the outlier. But they they sprinkle this thing around. That That's always been the Titans' offense. That's why, ultimately, when you get to the playoffs, that's why I think that they're not going to have the success is because you need a game buster. Talent, mm -hmm. players. We talked about that earlier this week. Players, they don't have them, so they got to find a different way. All right, so I see Steven says uh, Phillips, Hooper, NWI, then Flash. Uh, Mark says, has Josh Gordon, has Trillian Burks been ruled out? No, he has not been ruled out, and the Titans have not put him on IR, which I think is interesting. Uh, they need to put him on IR before Saturday or by Saturday so that Washington game counts as one of his four if he's going to go on IR. Steven says, a uh, different Steven, says NWI, Phillips, Gordon, then Hooper. I would put it, Zach, as in, I expect NWI to fill the void the most. Then I think it's Kyle Phillips, then Austin Hooper. I just don't think Austin Hooper is going to be involved in this offense until they show it to me more. I mean, the guy barely even played on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. 37% of snaps against the Colts was just confusing to me. But that's what their, his snap count percentage has dropped every week since week one. So they're telling us that Austin Hooper is not doing a good job or not doing what they want him to do or can't do what they need to have happen, which is not again, a bad bet by you based on playing time, right? You're hedging that NWI is more of a replacement of Burks, which is a, a void. I'm think I'm betting on connection it. And again, I'm, uh, I'm probably not smart in this, but I'm going based on the words of training camp is that Tannehill found Hooper. Then I think he can find him again. Yeah. Donald says, uh, we need to stop trying to make NWI a thing. We know what I, I'm kind of with you, Donald. <laughs> the, but get, I, the guys, I've been the, saying that for a long time. The nobody's trying to make NWI a thing. This is just who they have. Well, you're forced to. No, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yes, like, yes. NWI well, I, was a thing last year because you're forced to. Your first story this year, but he's not a thing. Again, like again, two consecutive years, the Titans have tried to move NWI down the ladder. Two consecutive years. Remember Julio, Josh Reynolds, and AJ. NWI was attempted to be four. And everybody's like, look, NWI is four. That sounds great. He can do well. He can block well. He can run. If he's the fourth option, then, then somebody's going to leave him open. And that's great. But again, everything happened. Josh Reynolds just like flopped and didn't work out. In well, Josh Reynolds was pretty damn good in Detroit. Like he we all know the situation. Here. There was a conflict between it was a Rashard team Matthews and player. Situation. It was Rashard yeah, Matthews. Team and situation. player. Yes. What? It was a Rashard Matthews situation. 
a tight that type of situation. I would agree with that. Yes. Josh Reynolds, hell, I just picked him up off waivers on my fantasy football team. So Josh, I'm not picking up NWI or Austin Hooper or Kyle Phillips or Josh Gordon off my waiver wire. Well, I mean, and the that, Lions have the number one scoring offense in the entire league. So the well, guy, the that, Titans are looking for offensive weapons. Yes. and they can't find them. Right, and so, um, but that that not, was a huge impactful thing, regardless of the situation. Josh Reynolds should have been, I mean, he, he would have gotten so much more opportunity because prior to him leaving Julio and AJ got hurt and NWI got all of his reps. Imagine if he would have worked out and stuck around. Now you've got a comparable, you know, number two to what you need. And Robert Woods can maybe fill that number one wide receiver hole for a period of time. Josh Reynolds was a swing and a miss, unfortunately, in a time of need now, as we know more now than we knew then. But again, that was a one-year deal last year. So even if it worked out last year for Josh Reynolds, would it would it would he be around this year? Probably not. And so in retrospect, you're He's actually better than glad, NWI. In retrospect, you're actually glad that NWI got those reps last year because now you need him this year, right? So at least he got some training in. NWI's not very good. I know that, Zach, but that's who they have right now. And so I, at I least know, he's got. I, I, I didn't say that they didn't, but he's not very good. Nobody's arguing that he is. It's just, again, my whole point is that I've said the last two years they've tried to bury him deeper on the depth chart, but people see, keep getting hurt, and they keep mishandling situations. Like Josh Reynolds and AJ, if you want to throw them into a combined group of mishandled situations of very drastic different levels but a mishandled situation, and then injuries. That's why NWI today is still the second wide receiver on the team active against the Commanders, just like he was a lot of the games last year because they had injuries at the position, and NWI is the only one who hasn't gotten hurt. And so that's who they have. And they trust him to do the right things, just like they trust Cody Hollister to do the right things. And NWI is way better than Cody Hollister. So you have that. And Sheila's correct on this because th this is more of what we were talking about yesterday. Wide receivers don't want to come to a power run football team. And this is a power run football team. That's who they are. Their best players are running back. It's not a wide receiver and it's not a quarterback. And so this is, this has always been my case of the struggle of what they're involved in now is they're kind of coming to, they're coming to a flux here in the next year or two with Derrick Henry consistently being dominant. I mean, I, I'm not denying that, but it's just not the way to either reel in more talent or win in the playoffs. And now you're in this situation where you you got a bad you got a bad wide receiver roster. Yeah, well, and and uh, Chris Frazier, who, again, just drives me insane. He says, NWI isn't the answer, Austin. Well, it depends on the question that's being asked. Like, yeah, that's NW Zach, guys, NWI is the correct answer for this question, right? Uh, well, he I, I we'll find I out think Sunday. Who's got better numbers this year? Well, it's based on production moving forward, right? No, but it's moving forward. We're not talking about in the past. We're talking about what's going to happen. So the question is not what happened previously. Let's get that corrected. Don't get that but twisted. No. We're talking about what is going to happen now that Traylon Burks is sidelined. It's not about who, who got opportunity in the past. 
I think that Austin Hooper should be more a part of this offense. And I think he will because Burks won't be targeted because he's not on the field. Right. Uh, uh, Gino says Kyle's the, is the key with huge upsides. NWI is who he is, average at best. The other two are relevant. Do you guys even see my comments? Yes, Gino, we see your comments. We're not ignoring anybody's comments personally. Uh, but so, again, NWI is the answer, in my opinion, to this question. Is he the answer long-term for the Titans at wide receiver? No. That's why they drafted. Uh, how many wide receivers have they drafted since NWI was an undrafted free agent? Dez, Burks, Phillips, three, right? McMath. They're trying. Oh, McMath. Yes, thank you. So four, they're trying to replace him. But what has continued to happen? Injuries and mishandled situations. And who has not getting hurt, gotten hurt? NWI. That's why he's still around. Any response? I mean, I... I think Facebook user is right. He's just a Band-Aid. Yes. I got a Band-Aid. Like, what kind of Band-Aid is he? Right? But that's he's right. Facebook user is correct. It's just a Band-Aid. Will that Band-Aid hold up? Or when I wash my hands, am I going to need a new Band-Aid? And it's because I got a hangnail. Hangnails are terrible. They are high up on the list of bad things to the human body. Hangnails. Worse than a paper okay. cut, in my opinion. I got a I got a cardboard cut on my thumb. That sucked. That hurt. Cardboard right cuts are not fun either. That that one sucked. It, I, I'm not using a band-aid though. But uh anyway, so again, that's the situation. The Titans are in a bad spot because of mishandled situations and injuries at wide receiver that have continued to happen over the last two years. All right, let's move on that's to this. Next we'll conversation find, hey, we'll here. find out Sunday. Sunday we'll find out out of these four. And I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, after the game and, and see who actually rose to the occasion and made the plays. That's right. Zach, you have a funny video to make fun of the Titans opponent coming up. And we're going to ask an interesting question about the Washington Commanders. But first, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash A to Z is where you need to go. Plan on... Farm Bureau Health Plans for Health, Dental, and Vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. 75 years they've been in business, and they can help you. They've helped me over the last, you know, uh, 10 months because it's October. I started at the beginning of the year, and I switched my plan. I'm really glad that I did. I saved 20%. I had a better plan, and it was super easy. You go through a 25- to 35-minute health assessment. You answer the questions open and honestly. Once you open, answer those questions, they give you a quote. That quote for me, was much better than my previous health plan. You can change your health plan today by visiting fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. You can call them. You can go online. They That's the best part. You can find your plan in both different w ways to do that, whether it's online or on the phone, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. BetMGM has the best new uh, user uh, promo going on right now, and that is a risk-free bet on pro football up to 1000 bucks. And you get that when you download and sign up the BetMGM app with our code ATOZ Sports. So do that today. You download the app, you plug in the code ATOZ Sports, make your first deposit, and then your first bet on 
Pro Football is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligible requirements. Wars issued as non-wajable free bets. Like credit for bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, uh, you have a funny video for the Washington Commanders. Uh, so I'm curious. Well, to we see all where you know. We all know the process, right? They were the Washington Redskins. Then they're the Washington football team. Now they're the Washington Commanders, right? Dan Snyder, it's been documented. And the Titans don't play the Washington team uh, that often because of NFC and, and the scheduling. But as I look at it, I look across the league of like, what team could I care less about? Like absolutely, and I love the NFL. I watch all of the games. I I watched the Eagles destroy the Commanders in Washington a couple of weeks ago. So I've watched, and I watched them actually beat the Jags because I wanted to see the Jags in Week One. There is no other team, in my opinion, that just I'm numb to than the Washington Commanders. I have no feel. There's no fandom. I don't even think they have fans. Like, I feel like, you know, the Washington, D.C. area, they're more worried about politics than they are about football. And long go the day of Joe Gibbs. And then, and I saw this video when it first came out, and then mm-hmm. it resurfaced on Twitter this week. This video encompasses how I feel about the Washington Commanders. We are commanders. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Commanders football team. We've got a new slogan. Yeah, we took it off of farmers, but the fact of the matter is, we are commanders. Boy, it gets better every time, I tell you guys. Hey, like I always tell you guys from the Rally Captain, you rep it hard. But don't rep it all. all. It's your boy Rally Captain. And we are commanders. <laughs> Love it, guys. Take care. What was worse? The yell leader we saw yesterday or that? No, oh, the yell leader's worse. The yell, the yell leaders are worse. They're a different kind of loser. No, no, <laughs> I no, will no, say no. that. The yell leaders are way worse. Now let's have ourselves a fight Texas Aggie Yell practice. That's all I can take. The yell leaders are worse. The yell leaders are worse. Um, You know, these people at least, uh, you know, are out there trying to, the Washington commander people are at least, yeah. I don't know. I can't say anything. <laughs> they're, they're, just the yellow leaders are they're trying all in all the wrong way. Yeah, well, here's, yeah. Here, here's the facts that matter. And look, we're not going to get into a political uh, discussion with the Redskins stuff, but they were stripped of their identity, right? And so they were unidentified for two years, and then they were told what their identity was, which is commanders. They didn't vote. They didn't do anything. They just decided it. And they decided it because it was money because they had to strategically get the domain and all of the trademark to profit off of it because it is a profitable business. And so Dan Snyder 
I mean, whether he got screwed or not, it ended up being a terrible situation. And Dan Snyder has put himself and his organization in a terrible situation. So, you know, that, that lies with their leader. Yeah. I just think that they don't have an identity that you can resonate with. Like the Titans, when they transferred from the Oilers to the Titans, there was buzz, there was excitement, there was newness to it. Like, then you know the it made sense because of the Greek mythology or mythology and the Titans and and the Parthenon and all that other stuff, right? And they had this cool logo. I I actually the flaming thumbtack I like the W Wolf that I put at the bottom of the screen. Like <laughs> that doesn't do anything for me. So yeah, I think the question. I think we've come up with a pretty good question. Here's power to the people. Which is the least likable NFL team out of these three teams? Is it the Commanders, the Texans, or the Browns? I think you could have sprinkled in the Jags in there, but because they have Trevor Lawrence and they're they're actually not doing terrible this, this year, for this timely question, Commanders, Texans, or Brown, least likable team? So I... I know, like, I see immediately Titans fans come in and say the Texans, the Texans, the Texans, because they the, of the AFC South. The Texans, I don't view, are, like, that unlikable. Like, they're not a good franchise. They have their issues. They really messed up with the Deshaun Watson situation as a whole, but I don't think the Texans are super unlikable as a brand, like the Washington Commanders are. There are so many things that are stacking up about they're making the Washington commanders even more unlikable than they already were. And like, think about this. Dan Snyder is a bad human being. It feels like he just makes really creepy, cringy, bad decisions that don't put other people in good spots to succeed. And the work environment stuff is pretty awful. Then you've got probably the least likable quarterback in Carson Wentz to then join the least likable brand to make them even more unlikable. And then you get the name change. You've got all the crappy stadium, the stadium railing almost killed Jalen hurts and Eagles fans last year. And so it's gotta be the Washington commanders. I don't think anybody else can be that unlikable. The Browns make stupid decisions all the time, but there's a lot more. I feel like there's history with the Browns that you respect at least. The Commanders, I don't know. It's just it's just gross top to bottom. Well, I think that the height of the Washington organization, the last height, I wouldn't even say it was Kirk Cousins making the playoffs with them because they didn't want Kirk Cousins. He was on a franchise tag deal, right? They didn't believe in Kirk Cousins. Then they drafted Dwayne Haskins. That didn't work. And then now where they are where they are with Carson Wentz and then they went through a, a bunch of bad quarterbacks last year over the last couple of years because Fitzpatrick didn't work out. RG three before he tore his ACL, that franchise was actually going this way. Yeah. And then that derailed and they, and they mishandled that and they mishandled that one. I, I the answer is the, the commander Redskin yeah. or, or football team. Like that's, that's what it is. That this they are the least likable. They offer you nothing in the NFL. They have maroon or whatever burgundy, whatever. I mean, I hate maroon because of Mississippi State, so it's already gross. But the colors you don't even you know 
you don't want to rep those. That those are not good colors either. And no. so, like all told, I, it has to be the Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the '80s and '90s, though, Washington had a fan base that was a more national fan base. Like they had, yeah. It was one of the, like in the early Titans days. If Washington came to Adelphia Coliseum, there was a lot of Washington fans. But now it's like the it's their their organization has just deteriorated and eroded from bad decision after bad decision atop the leadership. And I agree with Derek. The black uniforms that they wore last week uh, in Dallas, those are kind of sick. Like I kind of like those. They should have ah. put those. Like they should have changed their brand though. Like they had a great opportunity to change like this sleek new age. Like come if you're gonna go with the commanders, those should have been their main uniforms. And then they come with something uh even better for their away, and then have an alternate that is different. But they botched that by making it look just like their previous uniforms. Yeah. And I get the the NFL probably didn't allow them to change their color scheme too much because I know, like I know I've heard the late Floyd Reese talk about this with the Titans is that the NFL chose the Titans color scheme for them, like that that was something that 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 they didn't have control over because you want a variety of color schemes across the league and you want them to be identifiable and so I doubt the NFL would allow them to do that. So they were kind of stuck in a way with having a fresh start to change a brand. Well, let's but just I, say let's let's I go do like the, the, the black like uniform the black, route. Yeah, yeah. Let's the go. Black with the uniforms uni- look better. Who else has black uniforms? The Jags, the Raiders, Falcons, the Falcons, the Panthers. Saints, the Panthers. Ra- but nothing the had. They, I would be like look, Dan Snyder. I, I would have fought for those. Th- that should Steelers, have been there. Ravens, Eagles. Yeah, but those are their primaries. So, well, like, I'm these talking aren't primaries. Their... Okay. I mean, I and even that. even the Jags, the Blacks are not their primaries. Teal is now. So, I still Cardinals. I mean, the, the everybody. A lot of teams have that secondary black. They're because just it looks so good. much better than the. What is, what color is that? Burgundy? I mean, I don't know. Ron Burgundy? I mean, you may, you may look up the commander's color. Well, it's going to give you a number, but I don't know. I guess you call it burgundy. I, I just, they're the least likable. Let's see what their color identity is. This is great, great content. Maroon? Is it oh, officially maroon? That makes it even worse. I think, I think, or worse, it, it, I think it's burgundy. Uh-oh. <laughs> you have to type in Washington Commanders. It's burgundy and gold. Yeah, burgundy is the official title. Burgundy. It's burgundy and gold. So. Bump the right. burgundy. Yeah, it's just really, burgundy and gold is a bad combination together. It just looks dirty. It looks like he can't be cleaned up. Yeah. That, in my opinion. All right. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. It is time for the magic bucket. Uh, but first, let me tell everybody about Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. If you've been injured in a car wreck, 
Call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. That's 800-800-4600. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, and they do great, great work when it comes to battling and fighting against the insurance company to get you every dollar that you deserve. They've recovered over $1 billion uh, from their client or for their clients in the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. So again, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, if you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. Bet MGM, they power us. They should power you in your phone. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports or the King of the Sports Book. New users get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollars for your first bet, risk-free. And it is football season, baby. It's October, so you got games tonight. Big game tonight. Jonathan Taylor. I think we figured out a little bit more about uh, why he wasn't practicing. He's not going to play tonight against Denver. You got two like two different injuries, you got, huh? Two different injuries for Taylor. He had a toe injury last week before the Titans, and then he had a sprained ankle late in the game against the Titans. Okay, I didn't realize about the sprained ankle. Yeah. Same foot, or do you know? I don't know. So, uh, the Colts and the Broncos, those are tonight. You can get on the action with Bet MGM. All right, time for the Magic Bucket. Magic Bucket to end our show every Thursday. It is my sticker week, and uh, it's the first Thursday of October, which means we've got spooky dog sticker. we got a dog right there that's dressed up as a mummy. You can't, it's not. It's like a pug. It's a pug as a mummy. If it will go, come on now, focus on my little pug here. But there's my sticker that goes in the bucket right here, uh, at, right next to last year's uh, dog carrying a pumpkin. So I've got my my Halloween stickers. It's that back time, that that time of year. So uh, happy spooky season, everybody! All right, so my sticker week, which means I pull the bucket first, and here we go. Let's see, what we got. Community question. I don't think I've, you've had this, but I haven't. If I could buy one type of car, what would it be? If I could buy one type of car, what would it be? I'll think about that. And then everybody else can fill in their comments. Cause you guys get to uh, do that as well. So one type of car, what would you buy? What would it be? And then here is. If I can pull out one, here is Zach's. <laughs> All right, no. Zach. You have to go grab something out of your fridge right now and eat it on camera. Okay. All right, so that. Zach's going to go do that. Yes, go in to grab something out of the fridge to see what you got. And then uh, somebody keeps commenting that uh, MJ retired today. MJ, MJ who? Like, be more specific. I mean, Michael Jordan retired from doing what? Um, from being rich? I mean, you know, if you want to say it, break some news in the chat, be more specific on who MJ is that retired uh, there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, see if um, Zach gets back here with. All right, let's see what you got. 
They got to get his ears back in. Have you thought of your car? Yeah. What is your car? My car is, you know, I, I, I think Teslas are cool. I like them. I would probably get the highest level Tesla. Uh, and that's what I would roll with, with the electric car that has all the bells and the, the whistles doors. in there. With the doors. Yep, absolutely. That's what I would go with. I, I don't have anywhere to charge it at my house. So I would need to get something uh, there. So I, I would go at the highest end Tesla, but I'd have to have a charging system. But if I could buy yeah. the highest end Tesla, then I could easily uh, just, you know, afford the ability to, to set up a charging station at home. Yeah, nobody's really talking about what about the power outages in Florida because of the hurricane? What are those Tesla drivers doing? I don't what know. Do it's a good question. It's right? a good question. Uh, you, so if California has a hurt earthquake because they're trying to get rid of all gas vehicles, that would be bad. <laughs> Once power out go, goes out, you don't have any – you can't go anywhere. You're stuck. It's true. Gas, yep. gas doesn't work on Teslas. That's right. So – right. What would you get them from the fridge here? This is an experiment, and I actually have not tasted these yet. Uh I decided one day that I was going to start to jar. <laughs> and these are homemade pickled okra. Okay. Spicy pickled okra. And All right. This I got is good. Right. And so I have not. So here's the original. I actually bought these were delicious before and they were so good that I bought some okra and I uh, basically double used, I double dipped. So I put some fresh okra in there. This has been in the fridge for probably over a month. And so we are going to find out if this is worth Real it. Real quick, what, what's in what's in the, uh, the, the pickle? You've got vinegar, okra, spices, pepper. What, what spices? And garlic. What spices? Uh, that I do not know. Again, it was you, it was it was half homemade, half used. Like, so you just grabbed like a spice, like a yeah. spice mix. Okay. But it is new because it just popped open. So I hope these are good. I don't know that. Pretty good. Yeah. There you go. Spicy pickled okra. Is that a weird thing to eat at 9.20 in the morning because it's going to linger throughout the day? It was pretty good. It probably going to leave a bad taste in my mouth or a weird taste in my mouth for a little bit, but yeah, I'm glad they worked. Few, you still got a few hours before lunchtime. So is it, you're just going to have pickled okra mouth for, for like a couple hours here. I did it more for the show. I could have grabbed yeah, something yeah, else yeah, a lot yeah. easier. That's like, I was trying to think about what would I grab? Now you're I've making got... me think about the taste in my mouth. And I'm like, dang, it's 921. I don't want to have this taste in my mouth. It's probably good. But again, I, I, that's why I would have gone with like grapes or something. <laughs> just pop it. It was good grapes. though. It was yeah, good. Good. I'm glad it was good. That does sound yummy. All right. A to Z sports. Uh, thanks for everybody watching the show today. Solid show talking Titans. Who is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to throw to if Traylon Burks can't go on Sunday against the Commanders? Uh, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Like the show before you go. Right now, the chat on YouTube is hiding the like button. So after we end the show, that chat goes away. And you can like the show before you go right there on YouTube. Always make sure you subscribe to our channel for more Titans content. Sam Phelan going back to Titans practice again today for more inside the locker room content as well. And Buck Rising live tonight on A to Z Sports Primetime. See you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always. Adios.